0: And welcome to The Constant Cheerleader, the podcast that champions the people who go above and beyond to make a difference in the world and their communities over a cuppa. My name is Gemma Stevenson, and joining me today is a woman who I first crossed paths with ooh, about 15 years ago, and even then I knew she was destined for big things. A talented singer, actress, and dancer, over the past few years she has really made her mark in musical theatre, landing roles in productions of The Book of Mormon and Avenue Q. She's someone who always looks on the bright side of life, and when she's not belting her heart out or wowing us with her pitch-perfect comedy timing on stage, she works hard to encourage the next generation of industry talent, giving guest lectures and workshops at various drama schools and youth theatre groups across the country. Here to give us 30 minutes of her best mat talk this week is a Tisha Phillip. Hi Tish, I hope I haven't made you feel too old with that introduction. <laughs>
1: Not at all. I'm
0: like, oh, listen to that. Thanks, Gemma. You know, I like to like make you f- feel really confident before we start having these conversations.
1: I mean, I love that. Yeah, can you just be my, like, my introducer for the rest of my life?
0: <laughs> yeah. Great. Your next audition, whenever that happens, I'll just rock up <laughs> yeah. with a microphone in the hand and um, and, and and just give you that ground entrance. Great. Sold. Thank you. <laughs> How have you been? How's life been in lockdown?
1: Lockdown life, um, that old kind of hashtag. I have to say, on the whole, I've been really lucky. It has been pretty good, um, considering the world is completely turned upside down. I am in a lovely place to live. I'm in my own flat with my boyfriend. We get to see each other all the time. Still best mates, which is a uh, touchwood. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, which is lovely because in normal life, um, we're
0: both really busy. We're all kind of like, oh, we miss going out to restaurants and stuff. I mean, your your boyfriend is a chef, so it's kind of like you have your own personal <laughs> restaurant every day in lockdown. I, mean,
1: I, won't, I won't make his head swell too much. Like, he's not, you know, an official chef, but he could well be. No, he's great. He's just really good at finding new recipes. He's always been a brilliant cook. Um, and we all, we love food. We absolutely love food. Uh, we are doing a lot of eating and drinking. It's like, oh, we've just eaten, and then suddenly I'm thinking, do you want a snack? I've kind of mastered my friend Arena and my boyfriend Cam will be quite proud of this, like a, a miso aubergine, which I love anyway, so that's kind of my new go-to dish. Everything that I can do, the few meals and dishes that I saw they were were mine he has gone and yeah he's knocked them out of the park so yeah it's been really nice having time time to do things time to catch up on those box set uh i finally so my, my boyfriend's italian and six years in i have finally bought an online italian course which is nice so um i need to continue with that. I have a little Italian lesson today. So yeah, I'll, it's, sometimes there are days where I'll do lots, but then there'll be days where I've just eating a whole cake, and that is absolutely fine.
0: <laughs> You've mentioned about the Italians. One thing the uh, Italians like is a cup of coffee, and we yes. haven't asked the important question, dish ah. uh, What cuppa are you joining us with today? So,
1: it is not coffee. Um, I've got a lovely Earl Grey, black Earl Grey with one sugar, um, and it's in... <laughs> bit of self-promo a lovely mug that some of my besties some of my girls got me for my birthday a few years ago and it's got some great pictures of all of us and one of uh, I think I thought it was a Bond girl this is back in the day and I think I was on holiday somewhere and Andrea managed to get this great shot which the girls put on my mug so it's it's well loved it's well used It's like slightly faded, but it's still still holding holding my tea, doing a great job.
0: And uh, let's talk about this Bond shot on your uh, mug. So for the benefit (laughs) of the uh, podcast listeners, it is um, circa early 2000s Halle Berry style, isn't it?
1: Well, I mean, thanks, I'll take that. It is a a bikini that one of my besties, Ali, she was working at Reese when we were at drama school for a little bit and got a great discount. So I treated myself to this this kind of ready orange bikini, which I did wear for many, many years. So, yeah, doing my best to, to replicate the legendary Halle Berry. Perry. <laughs> not, not quite, Harry, but I'll take it. Thanks, Gemma.
0: Well, you know, like I said, I do like to boost everybody's confidence on this podcast. That's what we've got to do during <laughs> lockdown, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, but you are very much known... Over the last few years of what you've done in musical theatre, I mean Avenue Q, Book of Mormon. There's a certain type of show you go into, isn't there, Tish?
1: <laughs> Slightly a uh, tongue-in-cheek, brisquet. Um, yeah. I mean, I love comedy, and it's great. I think to to be able to be part of shows which are like kind of on the surface, kind of shocking, but actually, when you get beneath, when you delve a bit deeper, there are so many things you can take from. From the show, from both of those shows, there's there's a lot of heart, we always say. Um, there's so many different subjects that are actually touched upon, and in a really human way, um, once you get through all the the hilarious one-liners, there are some actual really quite clever and interesting and valid points, which is, yes, yeah, so it's great to be part of a show that, that does both, that entertains and makes you think, and incites discussion, because... Definitely, and there's certainly Mormon. There have been there are so many different things you can take from it. There are lots of people who don't agree with bits. Um there are some people who find really interesting points in and but it starts a conversation which is so so important. That's what the arts does so well. Um, which is again just why we need the arts. We need to hold on to theatre, TV, film, books, um, you know, books, everything it's such a great medium of being able to reach across communities, reach across divides, you know, it's kind of never been more important.
0: And that's the thing, it's never been more important to have theatre, but yes, we need theatre, but it's a very scary time for theatre, isn't it, at the minute? I mean, we've all seen that picture of the Berliner Ensemble with that socially distanced seating. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah, it's definitely uncertain. It's definitely scary. Um, I'm generally an optimist. I think as I've got older, slightly more realism has, has kind of taken hold as well. But I am optimistic that we will all survive it. And I keep I've had various conversations with friends in the industry and outside of it. But, you know, when you look back in history, some of the best um, and most prevalent work has sometimes come out of really horrific times. Like the the Weimar Republic in Germany was after you know, the First World War, but it was the age of freedom and expression. And there are so many plays that come out of, you know, after the Depression, after war years. So I feel like we will have our golden age, um, but it, it is going to be tough. It is going to be very, very tough. It is it's scary, the unknown.
0: One question I want to ask you about is, yes. um, what opportunities do you think are there for um, theatre to increase that kind of diversity? Because it's a real opportunity as well, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, I think, well it's, I mean, obviously we've we've all seen the news with the Black Lives Matter movement. I think it's an opportunity for so many voices to be heard. Theatre theatre does pride itself, the arts on being so welcoming, but yet there is so much work that still needs to be done. It's so easy to not think about an experience that's not yours. And the industry has changed a lot for the better, absolutely. And it, it, it is still there. I think it is an inclusive uh, business, but there is, we all need to work harder to ensure that it really is for everyone. When I was at, at drama school, even if you look at, say so from a, a black perspective as a black woman, there are certain roles. I actually found a one of my notebooks from drama school, and it was again in third year, we were discussing um, our casting and castability and what we all saw each other as and i had you know best friend the nurse the servant and that was kind of i kind of knew that already because looking out that is what what was available they were the roles which were kind of there um all your big all the, the black mama role and it's they you were kind of already almost almost pigeonholed so few um, non-binary faces, so few disabled faces. And that has, has something that has been, is sl- is changing, but it, it is still really slow. Like, it's it's the default setting uh, that people used to go to. It's, people are slowly awakening, being awakened to the fact that, oh, I, I don't know why that has to be the, the default. You know, obviously, sometimes race or being having different abilities sometimes that comes into it but i'd say a solid 80 percent of the time it it doesn't and yet still you the tendency has been for a particular story um so just uh, us taking the opportunity to learn and listen um to other experiences which then inform all of us and all of our shared experiences are all going to be that much richer i was really lucky one of my jobs. Um, non-acting jobs a few years ago my best friend louise got me into her recruitment company um, i was sort of just helping sort of add mini bits for her but they pride themselves on diverse recruiting so it was just for a few months but i was really lucky to go to the house of lords house of commons we had different events from different speakers about how um about from different diverse voices um, but it was so interesting just to hear and, and reinforce the fact that when you only have one viewpoint, all you're then gonna get is mediocrity. You're not to be able to to, to, uh, to have a, a flavor from everything and different experiences. It just it just enriches everything for everyone. So luckily, most people are not racist and are not um, actively. Don't discriminate. Most people don't want to do that, but it is that challenging your unconscious bias, which we all have. That is take is going to take a lot more work, but is the work that that we all need to do. There are so many little things um, that we need to work hard about, and it feels like we're at a really
0: interesting time to amplify so many voices. Over the past sort of week or so, there's been a real wish for people to really educate themselves and and people suddenly realizing that these kind of systems that are even in place Mm -hmm. immediately put people at a disadvantage
1: absolutely absolutely like and it is it's becoming aware and seeing how we can change that and those you know big change needs to happen but that all can come from little changes from all of us it doesn't we don't all have to be doing the the biggest thing but you know that one conversation that you've had with someone who wasn't aware that's a step that is a change and then they can hopefully then affect change around people that they know there's there's so
0: many different ways that we can all help change and help make a difference absolutely and um, i'm going to move on slightly now and um, we've had yes. this really serious look at that serious yes. chat we've just had both of us used to do comedy this is not a chat that anybody <laughs> would expect <laughs> but no it's, it's, re- it's a serious chat but it's an important chat but i also want to mm-hmm. talk to you about we've talked a bit about opportunities that can spring up but what's been springing up during lockdown um theater at home has become a thing hasn't it and mm-hmm. actually um it's kind of going back to what we talked about but I you posted something on your Twitter, um, I think it was last week. It was around June the fourth, fifth. It was uh-huh. a spoken word piece, and I just sat back at home and just listened to it. And it yes. was. Yes. I, I would encourage anybody. Um, Tish's um, Twitter handle is Tish Tosh Bosch. Um, it is. Tish I'll write that um, oh, on the uh, summary for the um, podcast. But there's a link there and we are listening to audio and we are listening to spoken word and it's something i've never done before and i just clicked the link and i just sat and listened to it and i thought this is this is actually brilliant that is
1: my very good friend my brother from another mother aaron aaron blair manga who i mean he is the most talented human as well as being just a wonderful human but that was his his own words and like it's just a few minutes but it's 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 powerful the artistry that's gone into it as well as what he's saying is just phenomenal so yeah please do follow Aaron blair mangat um it's a, a very talented family Four four brothers they're all just those ridiculously talented and lovely human beings but please watch this video absolutely if you go on my twitter I've shared it, and you can then go and watch the full video on his page, but it's amazing. So relevant, so necessary, so honest, and so beautifully done, yeah.
0: And uh, we will share it on our Twitter as well. Um, Amazing, thank you. You've been part of some massive productions, um, but you also kind of encourage the next generation of talent coming through, you know. It's been very weird for you, hasn't it? Because you've been doing workshops (laughs) via Zoom. Like, how do you do a musical theatre workshop via Zoom? Because it's bad enough um, when there's two voices.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, it is strange. Uh, at first, it does take some getting used to. And unfortunately, because of different internets and things, you you can't have everyone singing together. That's just not an option. We did try it, actually, Um a Saturday school a teach from We did try for a couple minutes at the end of the class with all of them singing. It just doesn't work because of the internet. So it's mainly me watching and knowing that they're doing it you can see people giving an impassioned performance um and if they want to inviting people to to perform if they want to by themselves which people kind of tend to not necessarily want to do in their homes i've had some people dancing which is great and doing it by themselves or with me but it's just yeah you just have to accept that it is different you can't you can't, but you're not physically there, but you can see people giving it their all, which is just really wonderful. They're taking on board what you're saying. They're trying new things. Um, and I think there is, there is an added level of security being that in your own home. And if people read, like when some people are learning certain things or have been teaching choreo, some people will turn their cameras off because they're learning it and that is absolutely fine. Um, and then turn it back on at the end. Like it's, it's added a little level of comfort I think to a lot of people who might then shy away at the back of a class but you're you're all there level and again you have the option to disappear for a second if that helps (laughs) um and still be present and still be part of it so I think there are loads of benefits to it actually
0: and um we both graduated from drama school there was um a few years apart but speaking about the kind of graduating classes that you're now teaching we both graduated from drama school at a tough time um it was in the middle of a recession nobody quite Mm -hmm. knew what was happening but this is kind of like that time times 10 million because graduates aren't even getting their showcases now um how do graduates show their best to an agent or show their best to a casting director Mm -hmm. over zoom it is
1: so so hard um I think I've seen. Luckily, there were various companies. I think I saw something that Warner Brothers were doing the other day. Who I don't know if I shared it, or I definitely need to. They were inviting graduates who missed their final shows to get in touch and to just set up a bit, set up a dialogue. So they wanted to hear from you. They wanted to have your have students introduce themselves um, because that that opportunity has been taken away from them. That whole, you know, your third year shows are so important. And I am I am gutted for them that they haven't got that opportunity, but I'm so pleased to see so many students have leapt on to online things so well. They have grasped every opportunity that is coming, and I've seen so many teachers and staff, like, really supporting as best they can, because it, it is really hard. So I think it is any time you see a company... Write to them. Um, it's a way to try and master your technique on camera because if you're able to do an audition, you know self tapes are becoming more and more and more necessary. But casting directors love that, and especially as a first round or a first introduction, self tapes are the way to go. So right now, um, it's a great way to start mastering self tapes there are lots of little courses you can do, or you can just, you know, learn a monologue, do anything to camera. So you start getting more comfortable, um, which is, that's a that's a great thing. That's going to be beneficial for everything. But I it, it must be hard. Absolutely must be hard. And so, yeah, massive props to everyone going through it, because it's hard.
0: And have you heard a lot from graduates who you're teaching about the Concerns they have about whether they're going to get a job, because at the minute we don't realistically have an opening time for theatres, do we? No,
1: I think people are saying that it it's hard and just like, oh, how what what do I do? What do I do? Um, and just being encouraged to write, to put yourself out there, to try and take take any opportunity that you can. It's just questions, really. Or what what do I do? What what do I do? How do I go about this? Um, so encouraging them to keep putting themselves
0: out there and I want to ask you because one thing like we've heard a lot in the press about socially distanced seating in the theatre which is causing many theatres a worry but one thing I've not heard about and it's been something I've just thought about all the time you're involved in musical theatre now mm-hmm. musical theatre has lots of big dance numbers traditionally big cast uh productions do spring up where you have maybe four or five in a cast but mm-hmm. especially you ha- who's done stuff in the west end they're big grand productions um how do you socially distance mm-hmm. a chorus line on stage well
1: this is the thing i think so much emphasis at the moment seems to be on the audience and audience protection which is of course of the most importance there hasn't really been much said about how you, you you physically cannot distance a lot of shows as they stand at the minute. I mean, I think some people are more willing and more able to workshop things to make things work a bit differently. But I mean, even if you're not right next to someone, the so dancing, the sweat, the, the spit, in live theatre, you get spat on. If you're worried about a virus, I'm not sure how that works. Like, it, it's going to be really, really hard. Some shows will, will be able to adapt more easily and some are really going to struggle. I'd, and, it, like, it's not even them, it's not just on set, but backstage moving the cast and the crew in, you know, dresses. How is a dresser going to do their job? They are changing you. <laughs> Um, hair and makeup like people like there's so many departments who uh, yeah I feel like it's it does seem to be it's a little bit of an afterthought I keep seeing people pop you know put comments up saying yeah guys how is this going to work and also you know if someone does get something then obviously everyone has to quarantine so how many teams of people are you going to have to have i mean the the, the positive possibly of that is you know maybe it is going to be more part-time which i'd love to do i would love to i think being able to do various different jobs at the same time iron mean, would be amazing I, th- I think a lot of people would love to because we often have our fingers in lots of pies. you know lots of people are singer songwriters teaching um if you're doing a film it'd be great if you were like booked for a three days on a on a tv set and then you did three days there's your job in town for i mean that would be amazing so logistically it is going to be a logistical nightmare so yeah we're just all i think all waiting and seeing and it, it depends how people feel you know people have families it's it's not just about you and the the cast and crew it's that you know then if you're taking that home, it's it's really hard. I think it's it's there's a lot that needs to be decided and discussed. I did hear um I think Great Gatsby the immersive production yes. they are hoping to open, um because they are able to hopefully do so. Um, and I guess if that happens, that will be amazing. It'll just be interesting to see how that does with obviously reduced numbers. Um, yeah, it's 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 a logistical nightmare. Absolutely. I, I don't really know how it's going to work and which is why the unfortunate the probability of us of most things coming back this year is just highly unlikely unfortunately um, which will make it all the more special when we do finally come back but yeah it, it is it's tough it's a real tough
0: time. Actually the way you've said that last sentence really does sum you up. you were like it's tough <laughs> but it will make it all the more special when we come back that's, that's like. <laughs> That's like the Tish positivity we need Uh, in our life.
1: (laughs) Holding on, holding on to that little bit of hope. Like, yeah, it's hard and we're allowed to, you know, have those days where it is tough. Let yourself go through all the feelings and then remind yourself that hopefully tomorrow might be a bit better. It's lovely that it's sunny and if you have access to a garden or are able to go into parks, if you can have a lovely social distance park meeting and enjoy the weather like that's a brilliant thing <laughs> that's wonderful um yeah and I just coming back when everything is fully open the celebrations in this country we go through the roof <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like we're going to go retro and we're all going to have because we've all connected with our neighbors haven't we yeah and we're all going to like have these street parties and
1: absolutely bring them back yeah there will be a time where I think some, it will be all steam ahead, full steam ahead. But I really hope that we, we do start to take that that time. And yeah, and saying hello, smiling at people in the street, it's, and as you know, as someone waits or someone goes onto the road while they, if it, it's clear to let people pass, that's been really nice and acknowledging people, which I think is brilliant. So yeah, I hope there is so much that we we do hold on to. I mean, there all the pictures weren't there about wildlife in venice seeing the clear water the pollution like disappearing you know for years people have said well, you know we can't do this well it's taken something horrific to cause it but what can we take to because yeah we can't we can't go back fully surely to to how it was that's the black lives matter movement. people are sharing information helping to educate each other start having conversations with each other um, that's not just you know just you in the shop that you're in this week. Which is there's nothing wrong with that either. But it's there's more, and I think we're all finding
0: find it just enjoying being able to enjoy parts of our our lives. You're so good, Tish. You're so professional. Uh, that's that really does segue into uh, our next part of the podcast. I knew it would be a good idea to have you on as a guest. We've now reached the point where. I mean, you've talked about so much and actually there's been a little bit of cultural exchange in everything you've said. A lot of wise words already. I'm going to ask you to give us uh, one more bit of uh, sage advice and uh, one more suggestion because we've reached the point in our chat now where we talk about cultural exchanges. For anybody who's not involved in cheerleading, that's when we go off to competitions as a cheer team and meet other teams from around the world and give them a little gift and they give us a little gift back. That can be a physical gift, or it can be a piece of information or a a quote. So this is your chance to give our listeners and the wider world a bit of a cultural exchange and a bit of a suggestion to keep them going through the next week. Um,
1: Taking time for yourself. So that could be through taking the time to watch something, that might be life-changing, might be informative, you might just learn one thing. I finally, me and Andrea watched When They See Us a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. I sort of, I've known little bits about The Central Park Five. And I, you know, I saw when it came out last year, it's been on our list to watch. And a lot of the time, I've kind of said, oh, I'm not quite in the right headspace to watch it. haven't put it off any longer, watched it. It's difficult, but it's informative, it's challenging, it's thought provoking, it's necessary. So, we took that time to watch it. It could also be taking that time to reflect. Um, so, a friend of mine, the lovely Rebecca Birch, has uh, started a 21 Days of Abundance. It's a meditation mm-hmm. um, with Deepak Chopra. I've always struggled a little bit with meditation. I've gotten really into yoga in the last few years, um, and especially during lockdown. But I think my brain—I think I was saying this to my friend yesterday in our chat on Instagram. I, my brain sometimes runs at a thousand miles an hour, so it's, sometimes it's been quite challenging. Um, but it's twenty-one days of taking time um, for, for how to make your life more abundant, and that by doing that, that means that you can benefit so many other people. But a lot, but it is. Every day it's taking your time to go through these different tasks and they can range from baking a cake, planting sunflower seeds, taking a walk, sitting by the tree, enjoying it. There are so many different aspects of it but it's just taking that time.
0: Brilliant. Uh, I mean yeah I mean you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. How many times have we actually said I'll do that if I've got time and yeah things have slowly gone down a to-do list. Well we we do really have that time
1: it's hard because even now even when i've got so many you know hours i'll still be like oh i wanted to do that and i've not had the time to but if you've at least done one of the things that you wanted then then that's great like take the joy and take the pride in that one thing that you have achieved and maybe you'll do a tiny bit
0: more tomorrow or the day after um but yeah enjoy the time that we've got you have said you've been watching things i'm not sure have you seen two on netflix yet I've not, but I have heard it and I have been looking at a couple of uh, the Matt Talks with, is it it Jerry? Jerry, he's a legend, Tish. You would absolutely love him. He is your positivity level times a thousand. Wow. Um, He is honestly the best teammate I think any cheer team could ever have. Any cheer team would be lucky to have him. Navarro College have him. Uh, But he's just there to just give like a little bit of motivation to his teammates um, to keep them going you you have watched some of the videos you are free to yeah. do this Matt talk however you like you are brilliant with accents i have heard you on stage many a time with an accent um if you feel like doing this in a full out american cheer spirit passion i i have no problem with you doing that so over to you tish with some Matt talk okay I just think you need to go through it. You know that you have got
1: this down. The light is at the end of the tunnel and you are going to get through this. you got to get it through today and you are going to see the light tomorrow. So you just enjoy every moment and you live every moment because we have got this
0: down. That was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I feel like anybody uh, from Netflix, if you're watching, I feel like we need a new documentary series, When Tish Met Jerry. And I feel like you just have to, the pair of you just have to go around the world now and meet people I mean, and I'll give them that talk. Yeah. Absolutely, I'd be up to that. <laughs> it felt so appropriate though as well. Like, it felt so appropriate <laughs> to now in this moment and um, because we are easing lockdown, so there is that general feeling of the being a light at the end of the tunnel, however yeah. long it takes to get to it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it's it's tangible now. It's and I think it's it's positive as well. Seeing, well, yeah, I think New Zealand. Oh, oh, the <laughs> lovely New the Prime Minister, um, and New Zealand coming out of lockdown. I guess it'll be interesting now. I guess to see what happens now in the next, and hopefully they stay at zero. That is positivity, and it's like. We will get there. Obviously, things have been quite different here. Well, very different here. And I know they're different countries, but it does give you hope, I think, that people will get, you will get through this.
0: All I have left to say now is thank you, Tish. And thank you, everyone, once again for listening. Um, I'll leave you with one final message, and that is to stay safe and stay well. And we will meet again at the same time next week to champion another of life's cheerleaders. Thank you.